welcome, welcome. I am thrilled to be here with Jamie Knox. Jamie recently retired from the military after a long career, and I am so curious, excited, thrilled to hear her story. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you for being here today. I know you're in the middle of getting your house ready to sell and moving and all of that. And I just, I'm so grateful that you're taking the time to be here. And um, yeah, so, so tell me what's your, what's your story? What's your story? So first I'll start with thanking you for reaching out to me because I've following you on Facebook too and think, you know, oh, she's a life coach. This is awesome. You know, because Aww. I really think that we need more women who can be open and honest to reach out and have, you know, try and build up other women's self-esteem because I know what it's like not to have self-esteem, right? Yeah. And then to overcome all the challenges and barriers and everything that we go through in our, and put the pressure on ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I just, I'm tired of being down there and I I am all about inspiring other people. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, all the feelings, all the feelings. And thank you for that. Cause that is absolutely my intention is that women listening to this will be inspired that they will realize that they're worth it. Yes. that They can do it. Yes. And, you know, quit having to, uh, have that pressure of what society puts on women today of Mm -hmm. what we should be doing and how we should be doing it, you know, and keeping up with the Joneses and all this other stuff. And I honestly can say throughout, I served 29 years in the military combined service. I started as a reservist for six years and I transferred to the right force in 1998 and just coming up on retirement now. Uh, I I can honestly say that, um, you know, you, the expectations that are put on you to live a certain standard, especially when you have a family, you know, bigger house, bigger car, you know, and it's all for what, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's for what, and now I'm trying really hard to become a minimalist because stuff, it just means nothing. You know, Mm -hmm. there's other ways to cherish all the memories instead of keeping all the stuff. So, Mm. and despite all of my struggles that I have experienced, and I've gone through many struggles. Um, my most recent one was becoming a hoarder. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I can relate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I took this course, and it, you know, I paid a hundred bucks for it. it. Was online. It was a, a pilot program through a couple out of Kingston, and it was called PTSD, but it stands for Put That Stuff Down. Mm-hmm. And when I first Ooh. moved to Ottawa. Um, I had just gone through an ugly separation and uh, really struggled with that and being a single mother in a new job, new position. And um, I started accumulating cats because mm. we were, the kids weren't allowed to have pets, you know, when they were younger. And I wanted, like, I grew up with pets, I always had a pet in my home. Yeah. And uh, we started with two. And then I said, well, I need one for me. And then out of the blue, I was on Facebook, the Stittsville mom's page, and somebody was looking to rehome her cats. And I felt bad because people were totally judging her. And I took in two more and I said, okay, I'll just foster them. But after 24 hours, I'm like, I, I can't do it. You know, so all of a sudden, we've gone from no pets for my kids' entire lives to all of a sudden having five cats. And then I picked up a Yorkie <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> And and it's all part uh, of my trauma response of everything mm. that I have dealt with and, you know, not wanting to get rid of stuff or 
one thing yeah. about being in the military is uh, it's almost like you develop an OCD. Mm-hmm. Obsessive compulsive things have to be in a certain order. And I swear, you know, my poor kids lived in a shrine for a good percentage of their life where, you know, my son would line up his toys and not play with them, you know, mm-hmm. and he felt the need to put them back in the box. And I'm just like, no, we're not living like that anymore. You know, yeah. we need to, this is the first place we've lived in where we've really lived in our home <laughs> and enjoyed oh. it. <laughs> so wow, lots of struggles there, uh, even just moving here and uh, going through everything and trying to, you know, be a good mother to my children and providing them with everything that they deserve and then fighting over, you know, all the financial aspects that come with a, a separation. And, uh, you know, all I can say is that I'm quite proud of how I've raised them. I think they've uh, mm-hmm. turned out to be some pretty decent human beings. Uh, my daughter mm-hmm. has left for university. So she's going to school in Abbotsford in the fall, but she's already mm-hmm. moved there now. And my son will be with me for another two more years. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I love that awareness that the, the stuff was a trauma response. Yes. Did you like, did you, did you have a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. Or was there like a whisper that was kind of like, you're thinking like, maybe, maybe this is a thing. So I've always been a very organized person and I would not go to bed until like the floors were washed, the dishes were put away and everything. But struggling with depression it was Mm. so easy to just fall off that wagon right and it's like no I will take care of that tomorrow and then a week would pass and then months would pass and I've just moved clutter from one area of the house to the next and it was hard for my kids too because they again used to living a certain way and they wanted to help out but I didn't want Mm. them to touch it because it was my clutter right Mm. and I didn't want anything to be let go of until I initially saw it so I really didn't think that I was a hoarder and there's seven levels to mm-hmm. be a full-fledged hoarder and I was at level two so mm-hmm. when you take a look at my house I'm like oh my god I can't believe I have this stuff so I was that person that's just going out buying school paper for the kids and I literally have a box like this big of paper that I yeah. misplace and then I go out and I buy more paper because I don't know where I put it you know it's not a very big place <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing with you because I've got, I've got some of that too. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my story, I I don't want to sit here and uh, mention names or, Mm -hmm. you know, just talk about my struggles because I cannot fully blame somebody else for it because I Mm -hmm. also have toxic traits that I have for survival. And I recognize that. And, you know, I'm trying to correct those things. Uh, I also um, want to inspire other women too, who felt like, Mm. who who feel like they don't have confidence because that's how I felt, you know? And sometimes I I get so mad at myself for allowing myself to become this person. I had no idea who Mm. I was anymore, you know, where my world was just spinning. Um, I didn't know like right from left, I was constantly emotional, the mood swings, uh, just in a really bad place. And, uh, you know, finally realizing that, wait a second, this isn't the life I want. Mm. This, this, this isn't healthy. It's actually quite Mm -hmm. toxic. Mm -hmm. And the further like 19 years with one person, you know, there's ups and downs in a relationship, but you know, when I look at it, we started wrong and we ended wrong. So Mm. 
part of closing that chapter of my life is included with my military history, you know, with, because mm. that was a part, big part of my chapter. Yeah. So I want to close it off and, you know, I, hard feelings there, whatever, you know, it's still tense. We can't even have a conversation, but that's okay. I'm okay with what has happened now and moving on and just focusing mm. on me because I'm that type of person that is always trying to solve everybody else's problems. Mm. And in the military, I started as a medical technician. So I earned my paramedic license, you know, I did a few deployments and then I became a physician assistant. So the military put me through the university of Nebraska. I got a bachelor of science and physician assistant. And I did that for six years. Um, and I found that I was, instead of dealing with my problems at home, I was wrapping myself up into patient care to the point where I was taking their problems home with me and yeah. trying to solve them. And not everybody can be saved, right? And if people yeah. are willing to recognize that they need to do more as opposed to just coming to me for all the answers, mm. uh, you know, it, it definitely took its toll. But I had the opportunity to sail with the Navy for two years, uh, 2000 and. 15 to 2017. And it was the highlight of my career. I have mm. never felt so special and treated like a queen, you know, because all of a sudden they, you know, it, they called me the doc. So yeah. being the physician, you're the right hand person of the doc. So that yeah. doctor is online, but you're responsible for 240 sailors lives pretty much right so that includes all their health care it was like your little walk-in clinic and I had a junior med tech that was with me but I loved every minute of it and mm. I'm the type of person that gets seasick so I remember my dad oh, my, <laughs> oh no <laughs> my dad knew this so when he yeah. found out that I was just before I passed or he passed uh he was laughing because he's like oh Jamie's gonna get so sick so my <laughs> first trip on this ship was to Hawaii and I was bedridden for the first three days it was horrible mm. but I woke up hungry and I just managed to to get through it because when you're focused on other people's health care it was just so easy to not think about the elements yeah. in the sea state, right? So it's like, yeah. I got a responsibility. I need to step up. I need to do my job. So I took that job very seriously. But again, I kind of lost myself because I was just so wrapped up in the work. Mm -hmm. So I left having lots of good compliments, you know, lots of good friendships that I still mm -hmm. keep in touch with people. But I don't think I would go back to becoming a, or being a physician assistant. I've had that opportunity to talk to other doctors that are like, Oh, you should come work for me. But mentally it mm. was, it was too much. I'm very yeah. empathic. So yeah. people just come and open up and you hear all kinds of stuff. And it's like, yeah. Oh my God, how am I going to help this person? You know, what yeah. am I going to do? So I had to let go, but I walked off the ship, held my head high and said, I knew mm. I, I did the best I could with the resources I had. Mm -hmm. for the people I worked for. And, you know, I left happy and content. Yeah. And I chose not to carry on as a physician assistant. And I became uh, an administrator for the medical technician trade. So I was their trade mm -hmm. advisor. Mm -hmm. And I did that for the last four years, which was mm -hmm. again, a whole different experience and challenging yeah. because yeah. I'm very passionate about helping people. So it was in a yeah. different capacity. Right. And Again, you know, you're working for an organization that can replace you in a heartbeat. Mm. And 
And I had to really tell myself that I have to let go because letting go was mm. one of the hardest things that I've had to do with everything, yeah. you know, my whole life and uh, be able to move on and focus on self-care mm. because I, you know, it was always me on the back burner. Yeah. There's, there's a reason they say we have to put our oxygen mask on first. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So how was that on the ship? I'm curious. So you've got like, on the one hand, you're, you're giving everything to everyone. You're focusing so much on everyone else that you're kind of losing touch with your, yourself a bit. And on the other hand, you're being treated like a queen. Yeah, it was right? pro- so, probably, yeah, it was, it was probably the biggest ego booster mm, that I really needed. Yeah. But at the same time, I honestly feel that I let it get to my head because mm. it was like a sense of power, you know, mm. and just feeling confident. And I don't think I was overly confident because, yeah. you know, I still had you know, the courage to understand which was outside of my boundaries when it came mm. to what I could or could not do. You just talk to the doctor, try arrange for follow-up care, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I, I, I do, I really think it got to my head, but I needed it. Mm. I well, needed and, it. Yeah. And is that a bad thing to actually stand into being able to be a powerful and confident woman? Yes, exactly. Cause up to that point, I had gone through so many struggles in my career where I really, was doubting myself, uh, you know, numerous insecurities and, you know, going home to a home life that wasn't very healthy. Uh, and it was like a competition because we were the same mm. occupation. And it's just, you know, I, I needed that high. And that's yeah. what I'll refer to it as because yeah. the home, home wasn't a high. Yeah. Home was like yeah. a really depressive environment. And then going to, I enjoy going to work every day, get up up on that ship off. We'd go to sea for however long. And then, you know, you just, you're there, you're doing your job. And then, you know, you come back to port and hope everything's all sorted out and you get ready and you do it all over again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and I love that, that here's this opportunity. So within the context of your life and the challenges, right. And, and how you mentioned that your home life was not great you have this opportunity to actually experience yourself in a different way. Exactly. And see, I am more than. Exactly. And there are times when you're at sea where you actually have, you know, a little bit of time for yourself. So you go sit up on that deck and you start thinking. Mm. And I did this. I went down, um, it's called Operation Carib. And I sailed down to Panama on a ship Mm. with about 40 sailors. Uh, And I did a lot of thinking on that deployment. There was, you know knock a wood or you know, there wasn't hardly anything medical urgently I had to deal with. It was more, I was the oldest female on the ship. I gave a lot of hugs, wiped a lot of noses, you know, yeah. <laughs> kids away from home for the first time. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the camaraderie that I experienced. But at mm. the same time, I really had time to reflect about what I really wanted in life and mm. why was I continuing to, to be in something and thinking that I could change somebody when it's not my job mm. to change them. So that took a long time for me to say, you know what, I, I can't change this person. They are responsible yeah. for their own healing. And if they don't recognize that they have their yeah. own issues that they have to deal with, you know, you have to let go. Yeah. Um, but it, again, it was hard because it was a control thing. And mm. I had let myself lose control. I felt I had no control of me mm. anymore. And 
when I had the opportunity to speak up, it was nasty. I became mm. somebody I'm not proud of yeah. and yeah. Uh, a lot of hurt and things were said. But at the same time, you know, it helped me realize that I need to speak up for me, mm. you know, because you spend your whole career and I'm in an occupation where there's more men than women. So not only am I struggling being a woman, I'm also mm. struggling being an Indigenous woman in the military. So I have mm. a lot to prove because people think, oh, the only reason she's going up in rank is because of her race and gender. And it's like, not my good work ethic, right? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. And then you just kind of like brush it off, right? It's like, well, did they really mean that? You know, I kind of think they meant this. And then I'm making up excuses for people. And that that's not right, right? Yeah. Like they need to just society needs to change. And the military is really trying hard to do that with, you know, inclusion and diversity. But, you know, there's still the old timers out there that are struggling to adapt to those changes, right? Because we have a different generation coming through the military now. And it is definitely different from when I joined. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 My, um, I don't know if you know this, but my dad was career military. So he did the 29 years and we yes. were stationed in really lots of places that don't even exist anymore. And, yes. you know, I can remember even him saying that it had changed quite a bit in his time as well. So it is, it's like everything like us, like life, it is this constant evolution. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was at the point in my career, it's like, I could take the promotion, but do I really want it? Right. Cause yeah. for me, it was about yeah. the job and working for the people. And yes, I could have done that in a different aspect, but was it really worth it? You know, mm-hmm. when I'm mm-hmm. sitting here trying to struggle and figure out who I am and what I want to do with my life. And yeah. I honestly feel like I'm 18 again. I don't know what to do. So I joined the military. Right. <laughs> and went on this yeah. big adventure. I got to see the world. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm curious where are you at in that process of, of discovering? Cause I, I believe that we are all constantly discovering who we are right and yes. and that we 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 live into our life and then we shift and we grow and we evolve and so there's this there's this ongoing opportunity to say oh well who am i now and I and what would i love yes what would exactly. i love for this next part of my life exactly. so where are you at with that still struggling because i'm having a hard time letting go that i'm not 20 years old anymore Mm. And my physical state isn't what it used to be 20 years ago, right? And <laughs> I can relate, yes. <laughs> and you wake up, you're like, your joints are sore. And it's like, oh, you know, what happened? I used to be able to do this, right? But I'm trying yeah. to be more gentle on myself, more mm. self-care. Um, I was a person that had to get everything done right away before I'd relax. And now I just mm. do something. And then I sit down, you know, yeah. and take a break. Yeah. And if it doesn't get done today, it'll get done tomorrow. So yeah. a lot of, a lot of self-care uh, and really trying to evaluate, you know, that woman from 20 years ago is a different person now, you know, mm. uh, I've gone through so many transformations mm-hmm. and I still don't know who I am because I still struggle with trying to relax and turning that hamster off that's going in my yeah. head constantly. And I'm like, that hamster's anorexic. I know he is. <laughs> right. He looks pretty damn good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think moving back to Port Hardy will help because it's a small community. Uh, even rapid speech, like there are certain things that 
I catch myself doing where mm. I want to just blurt it all out and I'm talking really fast. And then I'm like, okay, slow down. What's the rush, right? What's the rush? We've got all the time in the world to talk about this. <laughs> mm. So just trying to catch myself with the little things, but I don't, I'm still trying to figure out who I am, what I really yeah. like and, you know, what I really want. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to honor and recognize you for Thank being <laughs> in that place, being in that place. And I know that it is, um, it can be challenging to say, I don't know what I want yes. and I'm, and I'm discovering who I am. And, and often, you know, what I, what I have experienced personally, what I see with people I work with is that sometimes we don't know actually what we want. We don't know. We've never ever learned how to ask ourselves that question, or we've never even listened to that voice that tells us what we want. And maybe we spent much of our life thinking that what we wanted didn't matter right? or that we weren't worth, you know, we weren't worth having those things. Yes. And so knowing that starting with clarity on what you don't want is actually the perfect and yes. right place to be. Yes. And, the, and that as you as you lean into, okay, well, I've got some clarity on, I know I don't want this. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then even, um, one of the other things I find really, really powerful is, is starting to develop that relationship with that voice within that voice for truth, that still small voice, that guidance from your, you know, connection to the infinite and, and asking like really simple questions, like, would I love coffee or would I love tea? Yes. Right. Would I love water? Would I love this? Would I love to have a nap? Would I love so so just breaking it down into really small questions. Mm -hmm. And then you start to, and when I say you, I mean like everyone, right? Anybody that this resonates for, you start to feel into, oh, that's what that feels like to kind of know what I would like. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I've done a lot of therapy too. I've been in and out for the last four years and I am grateful yeah. for my therapist because she specializes in the trauma that I have experienced in my life. And uh, mm. I find it easy, you know, she's so easy to communicate with and giving me resources and, mm. and I've really learned a lot from her. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope to be able to take that all away. I'll still be in therapy when I get to poor Hardy because yep. I continuously need it. I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. I am a huge advocate of therapy. I yes. have done, yes, I have done a lot of work myself. <laughs> yes. And I think, yeah. you know, helping to break the stigma behind mental health, because, mm. you know, I can remember earlier on in my career being in a depressive state and then I'm told, you know, get your shit together at home. Right. As opposed to yeah. just saying, Hey, what's going on at home? You know, you look troubled, yeah. you look sad. And, yeah. and so dealing with that all on my own and I'm in the healthcare profession, but you know, at the same time, we're not supposed to be sick. Right. So, or, or hum human, yes, right. Human, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, hmm. I, I look back at things and I thought, how would I do things differently? You know, and I don't know if I would change anything now mm. because I am the person I am today because of all the struggles that I have been through yeah. and, you know, overcoming all kinds of, like, I'm a very emotional person. Uh, you mm -hmm. could tell me whatever and I'll just start crying because that's just yeah. who I am. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm, when I get angry too, I get emotional because mm. I'm not one to, you know, to get angry, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's happened. And, you know, I just be forgiving. Uh, I try to really think before I say 
and, you know, be a good role model for my kids too. Mm. Right. Because I think, uh, putting them through some things like all the moves they've experienced their own trauma based mm. on how their dad and I have treated each other. Um, so trying, you know, I got my daughter in therapy too, which is great, but mm. trying to get her to realize, you know, when you have a disagreement, it doesn't have to result in yelling. Yeah. And it doesn't have to involve, you know, throwing things or anything like that. You should be mm-hmm. able to agree to disagree mm-hmm. and to be calm about it and not take mm-hmm. everything to heart. And that's a struggle. It's a struggle with me daily. But at the same time, I'm like, look at her and I'm like, okay, what, what can I do to help her? So, mm. you know, I, again, I think I did a good job raising them, uh, at my yeah. ceremony, the, uh, Samira, my daughter wrote up a really nice letter thanking me. Mm. And I, it was just so touching and heartwarming to know that these words that I feel very passionate about, like compassion and empathy yeah. and, you know, being a role model, all this stuff came out and what she wrote. And I was just like, Oh my God, my kids, mm. you know, <laughs> I'm feeling like that right now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, Jamie, that, you know, we are all, I believe spiritual beings having a human experience and we all do the best that we can at our level of awareness. Yes. And none of us is perfect. Right. And as we, as we know better, as we grow, we can do better. Yes. Um, and, and to be able to do that there, you know, there's that opportunity then for forgiveness of ourselves exactly. for when we've shown up unskillfully forgiveness for others. Exactly. And being able to own up to your mistakes too, right? Yeah. It's like, look, I'm sorry I spoke. And I, I had that problem before I left work. Uh, it, I was like this different person because my expectations mm. were like, come on, you know, like, this is what I expect or what, what I think you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, you know, Jamie, this is totally out of character for you. I'm like, mm. you're right. You're right. It is. Mm. So calling up the next day and saying, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to act that way. But again, this is just me. You know, I don't want to be an angry person, but I know I've got mm-hmm. anger in me that I have to release. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of other ways to to get it to let it out, right? Yeah. And not be yeah. a bitch about it. Because I yeah. went through that period of like, Jamie's a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she went from being so quiet to all yeah. of a sudden, you know, talking to my hands or, you know, flying in the air. (laughs) Uh, Well, and, and, you know, when you've, when you've come from depression, yes. Anger is actually an improvement because it's, it's activating your life force energy. It's an activation. And so, so knowing that, okay, so I'm, I'm not depressed. I'm angry. And this is not how I would love to be. And then there is this next step this next step in the evolution of that yes so I, yeah. i'm hoping that i'm in that next step you know i don't feel depressed anymore but it's not to say that I, it's it's not going to rebound right because mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. who i am so again yeah. i try to take you know two positives for every negative that mm-hmm. has always been my motto you know it's like okay mm-hmm. yes this sucks but at the same time we got this going for us and this going for us yeah. so let's focus on that yeah. right? because it's so easy to go in that spiral and yeah. and be negative and for what you know it's just so yeah. toxic and uh, it takes up a lot of your own headspace which you could use on something else <laughs> yeah and in a world of infinite possibilities and infinite potential right what we yes. focus on truly grows for us 
Yes. And so it's, it's not to negate the, the condition, the circumstance, you know, the level of fact. Okay. So there's depression happening as an example, and there can be depression and there can be other things. Yes. Right. Like anxiety. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So there can be depression and anxiety and yes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But to, and I, you know, I struggled with depression, major depression, most of my life, most of my life. And so I, I know what that's like to be in that, in that state, right. Where, where you, you wear it. And I don't know if that was your experience, but certainly mine, I'm like wrapped up in it and can't see a way out. Yes. And so to be able to even just like lift your head up a little bit and see like, Oh, maybe there's something else out there. Exactly. And I was at that state, you know, where I was completely drowning myself in the sorrow and there's no hope. And, you know, I've done my best and, and I don't think I could go on anymore. And, and it's like, give your head a shake. You know, the whole world is waiting for you to come out and shine. And, um, (laughs) so that's me, you know, trying to build up my own confidence, right. I shouldn't have to depend on somebody else to boost my own ego. I should be able to get up and say, Hey, I'm going to kick ass today. And I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's truly right. Becoming the heroine of your own life where you realize like, okay, I get to choose. I get to choose and, and, and not to say, not to negate or, or minimize the challenges and, you know, the, the kind of elements of life that, that you've navigated, I've navigated that people navigate, but within that we have a choice. We do. We have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nobody is stuck in one situation. There's always a solution on how you can come out of this or that. And that's why I love connecting with other women too, right? Because Mm -hmm. you just don't know what goes on behind closed doors at home until you open up with somebody. You're like, Oh, okay. So I am, uh, part of the Ottawa Basketeers, which is an organization Mm -hmm. that um, collects baskets of uh, new items for women and children that are Mm -hmm. uh, fleeing from domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So I monitor the Facebook page and I, you know, put up posts and that's my way of contributing because I, I, I taught my kids, you know what? Just because we live a certain standard of living, you know, the you know couple with the two beautiful kids and the perfect home, you know, it's not always perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And we come from all walks of life. And I just, you know, got my kids involved with it. So we'd go mm-hmm. shopping of what we think that, you know, a family might need. And we, you know, dolled up the baskets and off they went. And that was very rewarding. But it came yeah. to the point where it's like, I got to do something else now. So that's when I said, okay, if you need somebody to help out with a Facebook page, I'm totally for it. So nice. And how good that feels to give back. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, you made a really good point that often we look at other people and we see their highlight reel. Yeah. And we think that we can have this tendency to think that everybody else has got it figured out. Yes. And go and going on, right? Yes. And that we're the only one who's struggling, or we're the yep. only one who maybe thinks this way or feels this way or or doesn't know how to, you know, figure stuff out. And so I think it's so important to know that we all struggle at times. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it got to the point where I was I'm used to FaceTiming my mom every day, right? Mm. And it got to the point where 
I was like hiding from my mom because I didn't want her to see how unhappy I was. Right. Aww. So I started shutting family out and, and that's not me. Right. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing? I'm sacrificing my family who loves me and values me because I'm too proud to say mm. I'm unhappy. Right. Yeah. And, and what am I going to do about it? When my mom has been my biggest supporter, you know, she yeah. has helped me so many times with my kids. She flies out, you know, it's because of COVID she hasn't flown out, but um, she's flown out a few times because I've had to go away and she'll be yeah. here for the kids. So, you know, I wouldn't have been able to have my career without my, my parents, you know, yeah. because I needed that, you know, backup family plan and yeah. they, they always pulled through for us. So. Mm. And so, so important, you know, I think to recognize that for most of us, we have people that love us. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 that, and not to be afraid to call yeah. up somebody and say, I'm struggling. Yeah. You know, going through this, you know, with, and, and this goes with shame and guilt and, and everything. And then the tension just builds up. Right. So mm-hmm. I just got back from holidays. I, and I went away and my tension in my neck is gone. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> so that's, so that's me letting go of stuff, right? Yeah. And which feels good, but I don't want this to return because yeah. again, you know, I feel like, okay, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do this. Mm. And I'm the type of person that will wrap myself up into whatever comes my way. And I'm trying not to be that person anymore because yeah. I want to focus on me. So people are like, yeah. are you going to work after you retire? No, I, I'm going to focus on me, maybe yeah. a couple of years. And if yeah. I want to, maybe I'll work part-time or maybe I won't. Mm. I don't know yet. So, mm. And how amazing that you have this space and you're giving yourself this space Yes, to say, okay, this is, this is really my turn, my time to, to figure out who is Jamie now. Yes. And what does Jamie want for her life? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious what, um, if you could give yourself advice at any point in your life, what would it be? Um, I, I think to not be afraid to speak up for yourself because mm. again, coming from a home where, you know, boys did boy things, girls did girl things, you know, then I joined the military and it was out of the norm. And then the military, you know, you are taught to, to be a certain way. And be respectful of the chain of command. And, you know, nobody's going to bite your head off. And I always tell people, you know, if you don't speak your mind, you know, what's the worst they're going to do? Take away your birthday? I said, they could have mine. You know, they can't. <laughs> because if we don't speak up for ourselves or for others, mm. we're never going to be able to change anything. Mm. And again, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it either because... Yeah it's honesty is, is the best thing. Right. And I'm the type of person that brings home that guilt and it's like, Oh my God, what I should have said this, or I should have said that got to the point where I was like, you know what, this is what I think this is what we should do. And whether they agree with me or not, well, at least I had a chance to voice my opinion. Yeah. 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 And being at peace with, with bringing yourself fully into your life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I was trying to think, when did I really learn to speak up for myself? And I thought, was it at the warrant officer rank when I was sailing? And I thought, no, no, it wasn't. I was a corporal in Edmonton and we had gathered up our little group in the cage, we called it, where we housed all our um, medical gear for the field. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, collaborating with our peers and, uh, 
you know, we all came up with some ideas and then they looked at me and said, Jamie, you're going to go present it to the chain of command. I thought, why me? Why me? Right. But it's like, they picked me to be their leaders. So off I went to this meeting, like all scared, like, oh my God, are they going to accept my ideas? And they did. Right. But it it was a team effort. And I'm all about the team approach because, you know, being an individual, I could probably say in my early stages of my career, you're continuously trying to prove yourself. It's like, mm. I did this, I did this, but mm-hmm. you can't be an I person and you have to be a we yeah. person, right? Yeah. So I really try to promote the team approach now. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I've had and- some great mentors in the latter half of my career, which I am extremely grateful for that I wish I met sooner because I think, you know, they really were trying to, uh, they knew I had potential when I was really Mm. doubting myself. Right. So Mm. that's when it's like, Oh man, I wish I worked for you sooner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful when someone can hold that knowledge for us. Right. And really see us in our potential, in our possibility, in our capacity, when maybe we have a hard time seeing it in ourselves. Exactly. You know, and believing in yourself, you know, that's hard. And it's like, Oh my God, would I really trust me? (laughs) (laughs) Doubting myself. That's not good. (laughs) And so, so what advice or what would you, if you could speak heart to heart with another woman listening to this podcast and whatever, you know, there's a part of your messages resonating with her. What would you say to her? What would you say to her? I think if you feel it in your gut that something doesn't feel right, you Mm. should say something and do something because you end up again, it goes part with that guilt and, and uh, shame and everything. You carry that for so long and it weighs so much and it affects you mentally and physically. Right. And Mm. I, I wouldn't wish some of what I have experienced on anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we all have our own journeys. Yeah. But again, you know, just being true to yourself for one thing, and you're the only person who can take care of you. (laughs) Mm, Beautiful. And so are there any, is there any information that you would love me to include in the show notes? I can put a link to the Ottawa basketeers. Oh, that'd be nice. Is there, is there anything else? That, um, that I can share on, on your behalf with our listeners. I think that's the only, I used to belong to all kinds of pages, right. And I'm trying to wean myself off, especially organizing because I thought I just needed a little kick to get me going. But in reality, I had to go through maybe in denial of what I have experienced trauma wise Mm. and really coming to grip with it and saying, okay, this is what actually happened you know, over all these years, it just wasn't one incident. It was a bunch of stuff. Right. And, uh, just trying to really, God, I kind of a loss for words now. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, but I, I, I love that, that, that recognition, you know, and I think that we can all do this when we've experienced trauma And as a human being, we all have, I believe, various levels of that just by virtue of existing on the planet. Yes. That we all deal with it differently. Yes. And and depending on where we're at, depending on our capacity, depending on our resources or supports, like lots of factors, we may or may not be able to look at it 
right? And so, so we might, we might, you know, use these as coping strategies. Yes. And, and that's okay. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Jamie, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your, your vulnerability, your authenticity, sharing your story. I am so grateful for you and for your courage. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Like I said, when I got the email, I was like, oh my God, you know what? This, this could be the start of something or just being able to tell my story and hopefully inspire somebody, you know? Uh, Yes. We all need to support each other and lift each other up. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I believe too, letting other women know that we all struggle at times. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's, it's, easy. (laughs) It's part of the process. It's part of the process. I used to think who would have like, how come I didn't know that the forties was going to be so tough, right? Mm. Like I just so many life struggles and, and things that you're trying to overcome. And I'm like, no, 50 is going to be good. You know, 50 is going to be when I have it all together, hopefully. Yeah, maybe, maybe more together, maybe yes. more together, but it's a, it's a process. That's yeah, for sure. Exactly. That's and try not sure. to overreact. So when I was away, the toilet up on the second floor leaked and the water drained down my dining room. And I was like, if it doesn't rain, of course, right? Yeah. And I was, I could feel my anxiety going up and like, oh my God, I got to call a plumber. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm 3000 kilometers away from home. And then I'm like, somebody had said, you know, what can you, uh, what can you do other than call a plumber? Right. Yeah. So you may yeah. as well not let that stress take right. over your body. Yeah. Say, okay. You're right. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. I'll call a plumber. We'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. The water's turned off. Got to call insurance. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. But just to, to notice that, you know, that kind of pattern nervous system response, yes. which is to ramp it up yep. and then to be able to kind of pause and say, okay, well, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Okay. I can, I can like actually take it down a couple notches, yes. but I needed help with that because yeah. again, I'm a single mom. So when I went away, of course, my kids are going to be in the back of my mind. They're self-sufficient, yeah. right? Yeah. They're, you know, my son's going to be 16. My daughter, well, she's gone now. Um, she's moved away. And then my pets, you know, because they mean the world to me. <laughs> They've been yeah. great therapy for the last four years, right? So <laughs> I'm yeah. constantly worrying about something. It's like, no, everything's fine. Yeah. Just you know, try and relax and enjoy yourself. So that yeah. was a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Up until now. Yes. Up until now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you again. Thank you again. And good luck with your move. Yes. Thank you.